gets a little bit better, actually. <laughs> so I think we have a caravan back to the motel, which we have no clue where the motel is at. Maybe We're on at Shadeland the Drive, RCA maybe. Dome, downtown Indianapolis, 1996. Pre cell phone, yeah, pre no, anything. Yeah, I doubt, who the hell knows? No if GPS. We had a map? Oh, no. What's that? No map quest, really. No. Our map quest was just follow me. Yeah. Yup. You heard my buddy Jim there. A bunch of teenagers pouring out of a downtown Indianapolis concert, Cypress Hill, 1996. No clue where to find the hotel, no GPS. And our only map quest was follow me. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Memory Mission. The spelling is not a typo. My first name starts with an M and my last name is Emery. Memory Mission is a podcast that is just that. I am on a mission for memories. Not just any old memories you see. I am extremely blessed to share such fond, wild, and crazy memories with my friends and family. One of my longtime goals has been to capture and share these memories in some way because... A lot of this stuff, you just cannot make up. But I never would have jumped into this work if I did not make a major life-changing decision two years ago. I stopped depending on a drink each night to cope with life stressors. That is the absolute wrong way to handle it. So I had to make a change, and I haven't looked back since. And with these newfound changes, I have a newfound perspective of life. While unlearning a harmful habit, I knew that then I had the time to start on that long-time goal of capturing and sharing our memorable and wild stories. So I taught myself all that I could about recording, producing, and shaping our memories into fun and engaging audio stories that I believe more people than just my friends and family would feel a connection to. This is the second episode of a two-part series, Cypress Hill or Bust where we share recollections of the events surrounding a Cypress Hill concert in February of 1996. As you heard in our previous episode, we were 16, 17, 18 years old when we asked our parents if multiple carloads of us could caravan from South Bend, Indiana to Indianapolis to rock out at a Cypress Hill 311 and Farside concert. In the previous episode, my buddies Jim, Jack, and Tony share their memories of the events surrounding the concert. We shared stories of how we got the ticket, the trip down following a early 1990s Dodge Raider with the phrase, Cypress Hiller bust, scrawled in giant white letters across the back windshield, announcing to all the vehicles on US 31 exactly where this group of teenagers were going. We ended the episode with Jim miraculously finding a shoe he lost earlier in the show as he was getting tossed around and manhandled in the mosh pit. Again, the question I ask myself and the question I ask you, what would you do if your own children came to you and asked to attend a concert like this? In this episode, you'll find that our night was far from over. You'll see why Jack wanted to cock the hammer and put his hand on the pump. An air pump, that is. You see, Jack was the captain of his ship, a mid-1980s black Ford Escort. And as the captain of his ship, and us as his passengers, we didn't know that when the ship goes down, you better be ready. Because best believe, we were not ready. Here is Jim and I first, describing the escort, and then Jack 
proudly discussing his car's maintenance schedule. And then that was the that was the last mishap of the trip, wasn't it? No, man. So we, <laughs> so uh, me, you, and Jack, seventeen years old. Yeah, we get back into we go back well, to we, Jack's Ford Escort. Yeah, like mid eighties, maybe oh, yeah. mid to late. Who black knows? black Ford Escort? Yeah, those cars had a what a shelf life of what eight oh. years? Maybe? Yeah, I was gonna say ten. I'm if probably that, being maybe. generous. Yeah, I mean literally. So, yeah, that that car had a. It was decent, but whatever. We drove it down. Uh, got, and made yeah, it. Made got it. us there. Yeah. Fill in some pieces here, Jack. We we it was me, you, and Jim Walsh in your Ford Escort. It was the Escort. Yep. That we drove down from South Bend to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you didn't get take it in to get it serviced before. Hell to the no, dude. Hell um. to the no. <laughs> dude, I think about it. You know, when we talk about it, man. You know, here and there through the years, it's like, how the hell. I can't know oil. I would know. Yes. You know, I mean, how bold were the tires? You know what I mean? Like, it just, <laughs> how did you make it down there without any craziness? Here is Tony describing the first post-concert mishap. In this mishap, I honestly completely forgot about it until uh, Tony and Jim brought it up. I still have very hazy memories of it. Here's Tony. Jack was not the chosen one for the um, Indianapolis concert. Yeah, his, his adventure is a little different than my adventure. I think it was. Yeah, I, I mean, but it wasn't him at first that had the bad luck. Wasn't it Cal? Whose car Did, was dead? So, you On know, the way out, I thought it was Cal's car that was dead. Did he have jumper cables? Correct. There was the outside parking, and it was cold as fuck. And I wanted, like, you know, half of the, like, Jimmy, Michelle, yep. and they they dipped. They, okay. They didn't hang with us. All right. You know, they they left already. So it's uh-huh. just, what, my car, Play Mac and Cal. And Jack. And Jack's. Right. And that was it. Okay. And what, we're at, like, a Motel 6 or so? Most dude. likely. <laughs> yep. Like, right off 465 and shit. The, most likely. But, yeah, I just remember that happening. So, already not wanting to, I wanted to be at the apartment. At the hotel, right? Ready ready to party, man. Yeah. I didn't want to do this shit. Yes. So, what? We jumped the car and then we all left. Uh huh. I think I pulled out in front of you guys, so Uh I didn't see what happened, Uh Jack. You were were in the front. Yeah. Wasn't it all foggy and shit? Probably. It was rain. It was like that. Probably. Yeah. It was a a Temples of Boom tour, dude. dude. It was so dark. (laughs) (laughs) It was all misty and shit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, Jack didn't see that median in the middle of the road. (laughs) First, Jim and I discuss our supreme navigational abilities. Without all of the petty distractions of GPS, cell phones, and Google Maps. Then, Tony and I discuss how Jack thought, because he was in Indianapolis, his Ford Escort could handle like a race car. And that was the, I think that was the last mishap too that occurred on the way back to the to the hotel, right? No, man. <laughs> Gets a little bit better, actually. <laughs> So I think we have a caravan back to the motel, which we have no clue where the motel is at. Maybe We're on at Shadeland Drive, RCA maybe. Dome, downtown Indianapolis, 1996, pre-cell phone, pre-anything. Who the hell knows if we had No What's that? No map quest, really. No. Our map quest was just follow me. Yeah. 
And we did that with uh, Tony. Tony. And she many Christmas. What happened? Well, Matt, <laughs> uh, I, I, I clearly recall, you know, so let's, let's, let's start this off with we're 17. 17. And as much as we would like to think that we can drive very well at 17 years old, we nope. likely cannot. And nope. th- and I am not. This is not a knock at Tony's driving whatsoever. No, it's, it's because he did. He was just right. He's he's doing everything yeah. he should do. Here's our yeah. exit, right? Well, yeah. he just happens to cut in front of a semi and take uh-huh. the exit that we did not recognize uh-huh. that that was our exit because yep. you know. There you go. We weren't sure if he took it. So he he took the exit. We didn't. Yep. Well, what do you do then, Matt? (laughs) Do you remember? What I have found, and the only other people I've met with are Jack and Jim. And Mm -hmm. Jim has, Jim's like you. You guys have very good memories. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Mm -hmm. Jim, Jim said that we were following you. And at the last minute, you hung a left. Oh yeah, this and is then, like ma- pre-map. Oh quest. wait, <laughs> like, you just gunning it, dude. Pre anything, dude. <laughs> you know, so you hung a left, and Jack said, "Like f it, I'm mm-hmm. gonna just jump the median mm-hmm. or like try to do a Yui." <laughs> <laughs> and I was already gone. Oh yeah, you were gone. I but was gone. Here is Jim sharing more of Jack trying to make a move down a killer hill. Didn't Jack do the U-turn? He did in the middle U-turn. of the interstate, most likely Interstate 65 <laughs> or one of or, or or 70. Right, one of those, uh, a large one, not on a road, on the no. grass median, or the, the oh yeah, divot, the, whatever. The, yeah, it was. The, he just busted just a Yui there in the middle, right, right, <laughs> right there in the middle, right, right. <laughs> that, the only thing I can think is that must the motel. Must have had been close. right off the. I think so. Th- which would make sense. Yes, because if Tony was getting off on that exit, the motel had to have been close. Yeah. So Jack makes the U-turn yep. in the middle of the interstate. Um, safely, safely, he made and, it, and uh, <laughs> we hit the exit. Get off on the exit. You know we're feeling good. Yep. We 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 recognized. I, I I can remember okay, like being like, that's it. There it is. Okay, because it was in an area with businesses and stuff like that. Right. And so okay, that's it. Yeah. So we pull up to the ho- to the motel. Well, no. Yeah, probably not too intelligent at all. And even if Jack was driving, I would say that we probably helped encourage him to bust that Yui on the interstate. Because all we wanted to do was get to the hotel and hang out. At this point, we made it down to Indy safely, went to a legitimate rocking concert, watched Jim's shoe fly back and forth for two hours, had to jumpstart a car in the parking lot, we busted a U-turn on that grassy area on the interstate, and then the hotel was in our sights. Oh, that's right. Another mishap. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) We were excited to see that hotel. We were very excited to see the motel. So thinking back, it likely was one in the morning, maybe. Oh, easily. I mean, after the 
concert you know, and, and the, the, right, the shoe and, and then yep. the, the jumping of the car mm-hmm. and then the driving yep. doing the u-turn and then seeing you know so i mean it had to have been uh-huh. late i'm sure you know i'm sure we were it had to be midnight or 1 a.m yeah you know so yeah and uh we see the hotel i remember all of us going oh yeah, the hotel there it is, there yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. boom Jack hits the median. <laughs> flat <Blown> tire. tire. <laughs> Not just like a slow <laughs> leak, but just. No, it was done. Done. It was done. Done. <laughs> we, so I don't, I don't remember if we pulled into the. I think we the, flopped on into the motel there, or, yeah, there was, or there was like maybe a gas station right there. business or, right there too. Yep. And so it's definitely damn scary when you slam into a median and the tire blows. But even though we were young, we knew how to change a tire. All we had to do was change it, and then we can enjoy the evening in the motel. But, as you can guess, one more mishap that made us want to throw our sets in the air. Here is Jack. It was my fault. It was my fault. You know, I hit a median and Uh popped a tire, busted a tire, dude. And I did have a spare, but I had no tools. <laughs> we had zero lug, so, lug wrenches. So, you know, unfortunately, I have a flaw, man. My, my emotions can get the best of me, man. And, and so we pull over and we're at this, like, whatever, parking lot. Uh-huh. Like, I remember, like, everyone's kind of, like, looking at me, and I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off because I just popped my tire. Uh-huh. And I have no tools. I don't know what the hell to do. So I bet you, and you must have not been that far from the hotel because nope. everybody walked into the hotel. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I, just, I don't right know there. exactly how long you guys hung out, man, but I, I remember being out there by myself. Uh, I don't know what the hell I was trying to do, figure something out. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, I think what it was is I had a, um, you know, a wrench or whatever the hell they call it. Uh-huh. I don't know now. And it didn't fit. So okay. I was trying to like try to get things to work, and and that's what made me even more Got furious frustrated. because yeah. I yeah because I was like damn dude you know um, so I gave up. You heard us there. We knew how to change a tire, but we didn't have the correct tools. Luckily, the motel was near. Here is Jack talking about his frame of mind upon entering the motel. After Jack, Jim describes his memories of walking into the motel as well. Remember. We had a caravan of high schoolers, so the hotel room was packed. So, it was like, I walked in and everybody's watching TV, just chilling, and I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm so, no one came to help me, no, that's how I felt at the moment, you know? It was just like, I overreacted because I was just bad in the situation, because here we had this great night, uh, yeah. and everybody had something. You know, so I come in with, I didn't say a word the whole night, man. I do remember walking into the motel room. Yep. And there's like (laughs) eight eight people, eight or ten people on beds and floors. (laughs) And they're like, where have you guys been? And we're like, man, (laughs) (laughs) 
you you cut off the semi. We had to do U-turns. We got a flat tire. We you know we didn't know where to go. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, that is too funny. Tony does not like the smell of sliders from White Castle. That see after that it got hazy to me. Yeah, it was very the, hazy. My for memory. Yeah. I I do remember once you guys got back. A group of us, we all ate White Castle. Really? We all had sliders. Okay. And then a group of us left, came back like an hour later, uh-huh. and walking into that ho- that hotel room with just the stench of sliders, dude. Oh. That, that moment is where I knew, like... To get sliders back in the day, it was a treat. Big deal, man. It was a treat. That could have been my first slider yeah. ever. Who knows? But ever since then, I was a little traumatized with the smell that I... that <laughs> Onions that and sliders. Hit, oh, dude. dude. 16, 17-year-old sweaty boys. Oh. Fucking Yeah, probably onion, smoking. Dude, because it was smoke, probably a dude, smoking just, room. Just horrible smell, dude. I'll never forget that smell. And <laughs> from what... um. From what talking to Jim and Jack, they think we only had one room. Yeah, oh, it was all of us, dude. We we're all on the floor. It was Un- two beds. Unbelievable. It was two beds. It was nine of us, maybe. Unreal. Yeah, there, there was two at bottom, two in the middle. It was all of us, dude. That's what I'm saying. It just smelled like feet, fucking ass, <laughs> <laughs> and sliders, dude. <laughs> we woke up the next day and we knew we had to drive back to South Bend but we still had a flat tire with no lug nut wrench. Or, as Jack describes next, no money. It's crazy that he had to borrow the 10 bucks to purchase the wrench. It's not like we had bank accounts, though, with debit cards or credit cards. Here's Jack. And, you know, of course, I'm I'm broker than a joke. We all were. You know, Jim Walsh has got some, you know, some, some money. So, uh-huh. and of course he's family. So thank goodness, you know, um, the next day, uh, we went to an auto parts store and got the, the right jack. And, Is that uh, how it worked out? We got to an auto parts store the next yeah, day. So, yeah. So it was like 10 bucks. I remember like it was, it was 10 bucks. Okay. Okay. And so at that point, I think everybody was like, okay, we got to help this guy out. Yeah. Um, and so he, he paid, you know, I paid him back, but at least I yeah. paid him. And, uh-huh. uh, he bought the, the wrench or whatever. Well, that's it. We actually were successful in changing the tire. However, our education was not done yet. There was something we just could not understand. That there were different rules for spare tire donuts. Especially spare tire donuts that are 150 miles from home. Carrying three 200-pound teenage boys in a 1986 Ford Escort. Here is Jim. And when discussing spare donuts, what goes around comes around, kid. Because we drove home on a damn donut, and you In know what? On escort. the on the front tire, so they they, ne- the they never recommend that you put no. a donut on the front because it's a front wheel drive vehicle, driving and, yeah. fifty miles an hour on the way home. Yeah. I stopped it here to share some information that I gleaned from our stats and research department, courtesy of the internet. I'll read a couple of passages here in their entirety. It's titled, Why You Don't Want to Be Up Front with Your Spare. 
<laughs> you don't want to replace your front tire with a spare since your vehicle often weighs more in the front, which puts excess pressure on a tire that's much smaller than the standard size part, potentially leading to a variety of issues like throwing you off course when you attempt to turn. Even worse, remember that your front tires often do most of the work when you brake. So imagine an undersized tire taking the brunt of your stopping power. The odds are high that you'll slide, if not spin out of control, when you need to come to a quick stop at a four-way intersection or to avoid a fender bender ahead. Also, just generally driving with a spare tire up front can throw your wheels out of alignment since you're driving with different sized tires, unevenly distributing the weight across your vehicle. Wow. Wish we would have had that before we left. <laughs> on a, on a already slow trip. Yeah. You know, that that's when that was the slowest that yep. trip between South Bend and Indianapolis ever was, you know, oh, because Kokomo, yeah. Lakeville. Ugh, yeah. Westville and North there. Is plus just the speed limit was only 55. 55 then. Well, if we would have had cell phones, we probably would have learned ahead of time that according to the previous article, you don't want to travel further than 50 miles since you not only risk your safety, but your car parts are also in danger of needing imminent repair. It also says to try to stay below highway speed since your vehicle can't perform at its peak and you risk losing control at fast speeds since you're using such a small part that struggles to keep up with your acceleration. Here is Jack commenting on how psycho beta buck down we were. And so then we rolled home on 31 on a donut. <laughs> and not only that is, dude, not only that is, if you read the, the rules, you don't go past 30, 35 on a donut at most. And bro, yes. we went 55, 60 the whole way there. Like we didn't With not, three 200 yeah. pounders in the car. Yes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it just, it just, yeah, we weren't the safest of cats on the way no, home man. to concert. But, it, it, <laughs> but, but you know what? I wouldn't take any of it back because it added to the special you know, yep. piece of memories to that trick. Throughout this work on my mission of collecting these memories, tons of questions go through my head. And again, after hearing all of that, I asked myself, would I let my own kids go under the same circumstances to a concert like that? I asked Jack the same question, and that led to a bigger conversation about us at that age and our own parents' sanity. He commented on how we were still respectful at that age, and I really do think that's a testament to our parents. Here's Jack. You and I both have basically 14-year-olds, but very similar in age. Um, they imagine in three short years, three short years, they come up to you and Stephanie and, 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 and JR goes, hey, dad, um, uh, I want a caravan with about six or seven cars uh, full of teenagers down to the state capitol to what? And, and we're going to stay the night. I don't know where. I don't know how, but we're going to do that. Um, can I go? <laughs> what would you say? I, I, I don't think I'd have to say a word. I'd give him to look like a dumbass. <laughs> Are you trying? I mean, man, how many things did we do 
I mean, when you're talking to your mom and pops, do they ever bring that up? Do they ever like say, oh, yeah. do they go, what were we thinking? Because they're great people. <laughs> they're great parents. They're just wonderful human beings. They're, they've got common sense. They've got it all. They're complete package. But we were out of control. Do they ever think, bring that up? I think the way, I think that's why they didn't want to poke the elephant is mm-hmm. look, the kids, these these boys are 17, 18 years old almost, man. They're going to do what they're going to do, whether yeah. we say yes or no. Yep. I mean, do, do you agree? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and again, it goes back to what I said earlier, what we've talked about before. You know, you know, when everybody came over to the house or if I went over to someone's house, man, we were always respectful. We always played yeah. the game very well. And it was genuine. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, yep. you know, yep. uh, hey, how you doing? See you later. It was, yep. hey, um. How you doing, Mr. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so? Like, you know, you never overstood your welcome, you know, overstayed your right. welcome. You know, like, it was yeah. just always a, a genuine... Um, Manners, polite, yeah, but, just but, respect. And, and, and I remember talking to your dad about that all the time. I mean, when yeah. you, you just graduated, that's that's exactly what we talked about. You know, he, he's like, you guys were just good kids doing right. stupid shit. And the thing is, dude, I mean, you were no, you know, you know, and that's, no. and that's, and that's, no. I think we had, I think that's the level of maturity that we had at that time. Yep. And we held each other accountable because I don't think we would have let anybody in that was shady. And we've had some shady cats coming in out the group. Oh, um, way shady. And we just fringed them out throughout a lot of this work with my memory mission, collecting these stories and everything it puts a lot of things into perspective about parenthood, friendship, and why we do things at certain stages of our lives. Now, we do have the the blessing of having a balcony view of perspective, but it's really cool to look back and see the impact that things like a little two-day excursion can have on us five years, ten years, decades down the line. Here's Jim talking about the lifetime memories of this trip and how he'll never forget it. And, and knowing that we're going to be talking about this 25 years later, uh-huh. I, I'm sure we, I'm sure we said, man, dude, when we're like 40, in our 40s, we're yeah. going to be talking about it. You know? We're gonna, yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna be on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Emory in your in in yeah. Elle's basement. Yeah, in in the flooding right down here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That, that is fun. That's, um, we can, we can and I, ne- I never will forget that. Jim is right. We've talked about this weekend for over 25 years now. Throughout these two episodes, I've asked myself and I've asked our listeners to ponder the question, would you let your own kids go to a concert like this? I want to leave you with what I think answered that question for me. As you've heard and will hear in future episodes, Tony's passion for live music and concerts is as big of a part of his being than anything else in his life. It truly brings joy to him. And you can just see the love in his own eyes when he recounts memories of the hundreds of concerts that he's attended. What if his parents would have said no that weekend? Who knows when or if his passion for concerts would even have originated? Here is Tony and I wrapping it up. There has to be a whole lesson or a moral in this whole weekend, you know, in our parents letting us go, you know, and and I don't know. To me, it may be just like sometimes just 
say yes to your kids. Correct. I don't know. Pretty much. I found what I loved and what made me happy right Look at that. there, dude. Look like, at that, dude. Like, Do you think that that moment might have been... No, it was. Was it? The, it was. Can you kind of maybe pinpoint it to there? Yeah, I can pinpoint it to there. Really? Because that was what sparked your that love. That was 96. Um, <laughs> I mean, by 99, I was already running it. Yeah, you're right. You, you, do, you were. You went to Woodstock and yeah, all that. So I mean, I... That's amazing, Tony. You, you know, literally... Like when people describe you and I swear to God, they say, oh, that's that concert going son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. And if your parents would have said no, who who knows? Dude? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Think yeah. of that, yeah. man. That's crazy. That That's cool, though. Um, that's cool. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission. I hope that it sparked memories of when you were 17 years old and you skipped school to caravan down to the state capitol with a handful of teenagers to attend a Cypress Hill concert. And then afterwards, you blow your tire out on the way back to sleeping in a smelly hotel with about five other teenage boys. Then you very unwisely drive back 150 miles on the spare tire donut. Everybody's done that, right? If you like our show, please be sure to share with a friend. Follow us on Facebook, Memory Mission, and Twitter, at Memory Mission. You can also email us at memorymission at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.